Good morning. Good morning. Not quite sure where we are on the program. Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear the love and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name. Such is the call for those who have come for worship. All praise goes to God. All blessings. Amen. Amen. Would you pray? Eternal and sovereign God, in your presence we come now. First, to thank you for the opening of our eyes. The blessing of another day. And for another opportunity to call on your holy and righteousness. In your presence we stand, O God. For you stand in me to hear the words from you. Nor the help we know, nor the help we seek. But we stretch our hands to you. For we know that in you we live, we move, we have our being. So, O God, today bless this worship opportunity. Bless those who have come for the purpose of worship. May you be edified. Glorified. Yes. And your people be edified. Uh-huh. And all hungry souls be satisfied. Yes. And we will bless the name of our Christ. Yes. For it's in Jesus' name and for his sake. Yes. And all who love the Lord will say. Amen. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Verses 18 and 17. This is James chapter 2. Verses 18 You found that? Did you say your name? Yes, if you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit where you are, you can sit where you are. Would you repeat after me? Let the words of my mouth, Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, let, me, let, me, let me check. Let me check. Do you call and recall? Or do you read all together? Call. All right. I'll verse 18. That'll work. That'll work. Begin at verse 18, chapter 2 of the Epistle of James. Yea. A man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well, and thou also believe and strength. But wilt thou know 
O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Altogether? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect?
audience occasion for worship. And this is not in a cubicle. Amen. It should be in a joyful mood. Yes. This time now we will entertain requests, prayer requests. Is there anyone, anyone, someone that you know standing in need right now? We wait right now to identify persons whose names can be called out or read out. Yes, sir. Special prayer for the families of the innocent victims who lost their lives in Virginia Beach a couple of days ago. Thank you. 
generation and to this earth. Yeah. Died for our sins, rose on that third and fourth day. Yeah. And it is because of him that we are allowed and able to come together right now. Yeah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for uh, our visit in Minnesota. We thank you for Reverend Travis, Dr. Travis. We thank you for this church, Maddox Town, for allowing him to come our way today. Yeah. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have endowed him with wisdom from all high. Yeah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we, we come today just thanking you. And because we're able to thank you, you've also told us to bring our concern to yeah. yeah. We come, Heavenly Father, just to ask a few things of you right now. Yeah. First of all, we ask that you would forgive us all of our many sins and struggles. Heavenly Father, we ask that you will lift us up where we are broken down. When we're on the wrong road, put us back on that road called strength. Lord, Heavenly Father, we already know that you said you would supply everything. And we thank you for that. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come together as a church family. Pray right now, Heavenly Father. You know our hearts. You know our minds. You know our concerns. Heavenly Father, we ask that you fix them as only you know how. Heavenly Father, we place all in your hand right now. And we understand that if we just keep on praying to you, everything's going to be alright. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, each and one by one and name by name. And each family that is represented here in this house. Yeah, yeah. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will continue to yeah. strengthen us. Yeah. Lift us up, lead us in yeah. yeah. I pray right now for all of our deacons, yeah. Heavenly Father. I pray because many of them are unable to do right now because of their health. Yeah. So, Heavenly Father, touch them and let them know. And not only are we praying for them, but you're the God who said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll go with you every step of the way. Lord, Heavenly Father, we have some prayer concerns right now. And of course, we pray for Brother John Tribe, the other three hands, uh, three individuals who are hurt in a car crash. Help them all, Heavenly Father, and be with them as they recover. We pray not only for Reverend Gerald Howard, we pray for his whole family yeah. right now. Sister Bonnie and Sister Teresa, whatever they may be going through right now, help them, Heavenly Father. Somebody may be in the emergency room. Somebody may be on their bed of affliction. Somebody may be going through family problems. But we know that you are God who is a fist of fixing. You yeah. have to fix things that we can't catch up. We pray for Sister Brenda Walton, Peter Lawrence White, and all yeah. his family as they grieve the loss of a mother. Yeah. We've already prayed, but we're going to keep on as we do every day. Pray for Cedar Top, Missionary Baptist Church. Keep us strong, Heavenly Father. Keep us strong, Heavenly Father. Keep us running in the right direction. Dear Lord, let us all come together because we need to stand as one. We pray for Sister Bonda, Brother Jerome, and Sister Brianna, and all his 
chapter 2. I'm not going to do an extended exegesis or exposition of this entire context. I'm going to find the immediate context in verses 1 through 12. I'm going to focus on verses 1 and 2. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word. Unto thee. Yes, sir. Such a reading in Jesus' name. When Jesus is in the house. When Jesus is in the house. Most of us who have gotten our religion with, who have been around church, for a number of years. To us, it is becoming more and more apparent that the church of today faces what appears to be numerous obstacles. However, the problem is these obstacles are not just limited to attacks from the outside of the church. But the church is under attack from the inside. And that from those whose names are often found on the church wall. From pulpit to parking lot. In fact, if the truth be told, we don't have much of a problem from the hellraisers on the outside of the church. But it's the hell raised on the inside every week that troubles us and causes us much concern. 
the world has now infiltrated the church yes. by way of weak leadership and uninformed followership. Trouble has crept in and in many cases, in many churches, people are unaware. This trouble, in turn, has a strange hold on the actions, the functions, and on the doctrinal stand of the church on the important issues That's right. that threaten the very core foundation of the church. That's right. Instead of the church having an influence over the world, the problem is the church has become like the world that she has been commissioned to evangelize. How can we hope to change the world Come on. if we are the world? Well, if you cut to the chase, you will find that the universal problem is still sin. And you can hear that same lie that Satan told in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Have God said. Yeah. And you shall not die. That's right. And as a result, we are ill-equipped to deal with these hideous attacks. Yeah. Simply because churches are spending far too much time on marketing strategies right. and theatrical performances yeah. in an attempt to bring in the crowd. Yeah. Than they are about teaching and preaching the word of God. The truth is that if you preach and teach the word of God, you will run off more people than you will bring in. But the sad commentary is that many pastors have given in to entertainment. And many parishioners have now come to church to be entertained. Or to have a felt need met. Like like they're going to Walmart for worship. Instead of what used to be basket meetings, is now basket rockets. Where folks come to church because they can get 31 flavors. The terminology used in talking about church is that it's boring. Like it's some low-budgeted, G-rated movie. You need to realize today that your church reflects who you are. And if your church is boring, it's boring because you're boring. If you were a little more alive, then maybe your church would be more alive. If you would show some light, maybe your church would show some light. If you would get up off your aspirations and do something, maybe your church would be known in the community. Listen, I got to preach like I preach like a man. And if you recall, when we were little children, we used to enjoy playing church. Yes, sir. Well, but some folk in the church have never grown up. And they are still playing church. And I must tell you today that there are churches open today based 
solely on singing. Come on, come on. And get quiet if you want to. Because the church is full of people. But how many are really singing? How many are full of church? I must also tell you that our text demonstrates that when Jesus is in the house, oh, what a wonderful thing yeah. will be accomplished. Yeah. We must remember that the thing that attracted people to Jesus was the fact that he was different from the world. Yes, sir. And those persons that had the privilege of hearing him speak could not help but proclaim John 7, 46. Never a man spake like this man. Yes, that's right. Well, Mark tells us that Jesus again entered into Capernaum. Yeah. Capernaum, many believe, was the earthly headquarters for Jesus' ministry. That's right. It was the town of Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. Yeah. He has been there before. And on that occasion, Jesus came teaching. That's right. He not only healed a man with an unclean spirit and many different diseases, but he also healed Peter's mother-in-law. Yes, sir. Now, you have to remember that Jesus did not come for just a healing ministry. That's right. Somebody wake up in the hand this morning. Yeah. I need to wake him up. And wake him up. Jesus did not come strictly just to heal. That's right. That's right. For his own words in Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came yeah. to seek and to save oh, yeah. that which was lost. But upon leaving Capernaum, he preached in the synagogues throughout all of Galilee. And performed many healings, and most notably, he healed a man with leprosy. That's right. That's but again, that was not his primary mission. That's right. He has come to make the Father known. That's right. Now, Mark says it was noise that Jesus was in the house. Yeah. In other words, the word got out yeah. that Jesus was in town. Yeah. yeah. But, but the question before the house this morning is uh, that Jesus was in the house. Now, not just anyone can deliver a message that is believable. And that's a message for the church today. We must tell the world that Jesus is in the house. And we must be believable. A lot of the problems affecting the church's witness to the world today are because of her lack of believability. Yeah. And with that, the reason being is that individuals that make up the church, and a lot of them are pastors, yes, sir. are simply not believable there you go. because they don't know what they believe. Yeah, there you go. Paul told the church at Thessalonica, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, listen to what he said. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. That's right. But also in power. Yeah. And in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance. As you know what manner of men we were among you. That's right. Brothers and sisters, he said, we, we put on no show. 
That's right. We didn't come here to impress you. That's right. With credentials or cheap skins all over the world. There you go. He said, you know it. And if you don't know it, you just can't live any kind of way. And then expect the world to believe that we are the church of the living God. There you go. The pillar and the ground of truth. That's right. Our problem is they know what type of people we really are. There you go. Many, many people say, I don't, I don't come to church because there are too many hypocrites there. Alright. <laughs> Isn't that the pot calling? The skill is black. There you go. I like when we were little kids. You can take one to know one. Yeah. Notice, notice. What was noise? Look at the text. The text says it was noise that Jesus was in the house. Yeah. What was the result of the noise? Mark says straightway many were gathered together. Now, it didn't take long for the crowd together. As soon as they heard that Jesus was in the house, straightway, many were gathered together. And a crowd gathered together uh, may also indicate that it was the result of when the emphasis was placed on the reason for the knowledge. You missed it. There you go. It's when you broadcast Jesus. That folk come. Yes. Not for entertainment. All right. But they come for edification. That's right. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The church must always proclaim and portray and put on display yeah. the fact that Jesus is in the house. Yes. Yes. But our emphasis should not be on getting a crowd. There you go. But on helping them to see Jesus. When they get here. Yeah. There you go. The problem is, we don't know what he looked like. Uh-oh. We don't know who he is. Yeah. We don't know what he is about. Yeah. And so we try to manufacture a new Christ. Yeah. I'm not advocating hysterical behavior. I ain't talking about pandemonium. Just making noise. Because there's too much noise. Yeah. That's right. But, but if we lift up the name of Jesus. There should be some joyful noise in the church. Yeah. I believe that the crowds of people will come. Yeah. Yes, but the people must be able to see Jesus. Yeah. I heard Jesus saying, if I be lifted up, yeah. I'll draw all men unto me. Yeah. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know you've been saying for years, I have decided to follow Jesus. Yeah. No turning back. But let me help you this morning. You need to decide. There you go. You will call our darkness into his marvelous light. And the results came when the emphasis was rightly placed on Jesus. The results came when Jesus was magnified. In anticipation, it was crowded before Jesus ever spoke a word. The enemy, on the other hand, however, uses his influence to promote disunity, to promote disharmony, to promote division, and discrimination through the selfish motives of squabbling, power-craved members. His ultimate aim is to bust up the family of God, as he did in the Garden of Eden. 
He does this because he knows God is not the author of confusion, but the author of peace. And as long as there is confusion in the church, she will never see the power of God at work. So if he can get church folk to split along petty lines of differences and also get folks to make decisions based on personal bias, then he has won the battle. And we have relinquished the authority of Jesus the Christ. Our community are in disarray because our churches are in disarray. Our churches are in disarray because Jesus is no longer welcome in his church. It's no longer about him. It's about us. It's about what I want. It's about how I'm satisfied. Peter told Jesus in Galilee in the 37th verse of that same chapter, all men seek for thee. And if we could ever get people in the church to understand that it's not us that they should be coming looking for, but Jesus. And then a change would take place in the church and in the world and in our communities and in our homes. I'm tired of hearing church folk talking about they took prayer out of school. That's what's wrong with our school. That ain't what's wrong with the school. You took prayer out of your house. That's why there's no prayer in school. You took prayer out of your house. That's why young folk don't show up. Because yeah. you asked them on Sunday morning. Yeah. You go to church. Let me help you. Back in the day, That's right. we, we were never asked. No. And we were going to church. No, no. One thing for certain, Sunday morning, you were going to church. Yeah. And there's two ways you could go to church. You could go crying, or you could go not crying. Yeah. But either way, you ended up in church. That's right. And whatever else goes on in the church, there must be the saturation of the word of God. That's right. Stop repeating phrases you hear folk on TV say. Stop it. Because it's not in the book. Stop repeating what you don't even know it is. Stop repeating what you think sounds good. There you go. I get quiet. Mark says, the house wasn't large enough yeah. to accommodate the crowd. Uh-huh. They couldn't even get close to the inside of the house. Yeah. They couldn't even get close to the door. It was beyond standing room only. Yeah. And that one door reminds me that there's only one way to get in. There you go. Jesus said, John 10, verse 9, I am the door. Yeah. By me. If any man in the end, he shall be saved. Yeah. And shall go in and out and find pastors. That's no, right. no. You can't get in any other way. There is no plurality. Right. That's right. In salvation. That's right. But now, after the crowd arrived, Jesus preached. And I just add here that we must not, we must be able to distinguish between the crowd and the congregation. He didn't politics. He preached. Uh-huh. He didn't sing a bunch of songs. 
He preached. He didn't entertain them. He preached. He didn't just perform miracles. The text says he preached. He didn't speak to them. But the Bible said he preached. And it takes preaching to get things done. Because God had decided through the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Oh, the preachers, that's some crowd that don't wait for me here. But, but we got preach. Preach the word. Come on, say to the Romans, 10th chapter, 14 verse. How shall they hear that preach? That's right. How shall they preach? Say they have to sing. That's right. Now, 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 they don't mind you. They don't mind you singing. Because the melody of music is soothing. And in fact, you, you hear the whole Let's have church. No. And it is always in singing. That's right. That's right. No, there ain't no that's half church. You are the church. You right. are. Listen to that great Baptist preacher. Herschel Hobbs is quoted as saying, uh-huh. the church. And he uh-huh. He said, the charge often heard at churches uh-huh. is that they fail to come to grips with the human needs about them. That's right. This criticism should lead Christians to examine the concept of church life. That's right. The many activities within our church are not wrong unless they become an end to themselves. That's what I'm saying. Folk just showing up because you're handing out tables. There you go. Just coming because you feed. That's right. After church, we're going to have a meal when everybody shows up. Well, you can do what you want to. But Jesus preached, which means to proclaim with authority. The first time in the parable, he talked and prepared them to receive the preaching. Y'all didn't hear what I said. If you ain't coming to Sunday school, if you're not coming to Bible study, you ain't ready for preaching. There you go. You see, that's what's wrong. That's what teaching does, It, it gets you ready. For the preach work. Yeah. And if you do something else, you got to live with the results. Yeah. So, think if I memorize one scripture, yeah. if I can tell them that the large and the food is there, if I can tell them, oh, oh, magnify the Lord with me, yeah. if I can tell them the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You got folk in some churches believing you know something. Yeah. That's, right. that's the only thing that you can do. That's right. You can quote it, but you never know it. There you go. Mark, first chapter, verse 22 says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, and not as scribes. There you go. Believe. I don't believe that he preached sociology. No, he didn't. I don't believe he preached philosophy. No. I don't believe he was talking about astronomy. No. I believe he preached the word of life. That's right. The way of salvation. That's right. And that they must repent and be born again. That's right. And baptized for the kingdom of heaven was at hand. That's right. Can I say something to you? Yes, sir. You don't have to ask God. The sin begins. It's already here. There you go. You, you do not call God to build up the kingdom. No. No, no. 
We've never been charged to build up the kingdom. In fact, we have never been charged to get church members. Because the truth of the matter is, we make disciples. There you go. That's what Christ. Not my disciples. Not my cliques. Not my group. Not my posse. Not my crew. But we want your church to be full on Sunday. Get full on Wednesday. There you go. You you must go out and get them. The Bible says, and and they come under him bringing. Yeah. Oh, you know it's the preacher's job. Now, sheep beget sheep. Yeah. And we must go out and get them. And we can just bring one in. Yeah. I must remind you a charge to keep eye. Yeah. And a God to go over. Yeah. Never dying soul to say yeah. fitted for the sky. Yeah. Well, I've got to leave you now. But let me come to say this. I hope the Lord will take real good care of you. Yeah. I hope that all your days will be good days. Yeah. I say I hope your walk with the master gets sweeter and the day go by. Yeah. But there's one more thing I want to tell you before I leave. Yeah. Oh, we got to get the word out. Yeah. Oh, would it be good yeah. if the word got out? Yeah. That Jesus was in this house. Yeah. Would it be good today if the word got out? Yeah. That Jesus was in this choir. Yeah. Oh, would it be good Today. If the word got out, yeah. that Jesus was in the deeds. Yeah. Wouldn't it be good today if the word got out, yeah. that Jesus was in the trustees? Yeah. I say, wouldn't it be good today if the word got out, yeah. that Jesus was in the Sunday school teachers? Yeah. Wouldn't it be good today if the word got out, that Jesus was in the pews? Would it be good today if the word got out that Jesus was in the missionaries? And when Jesus is in the house, folks will be saved. When Jesus is in the house, folks learn how to behave. When Jesus is in the house, arguments will cease. When Jesus is in the house, love will win out over hate. When Jesus is in the house, joy wins out over sorrow. When Jesus is in the house, faith wins out over fear. When Jesus is in the house, healing will take place instead of hurting. When Jesus is in the house, the choir will sing right. And I heard it. A choir singing, oh, what a wonderful change in my life had been wrong since Jesus came into my heart. Clap some joy on my soul, like she did since Jesus came into my house. When Jesus is in the house, folk will pray right. When Jesus is in the house, right will win out over wrong. 
He has suffered to redeem me. He's died to set me free. I am satisfied. I am satisfied. I am satisfied with Jesus. But the question comes to me. As I think of Calvary, is my master satisfied with me? He is with me. My trials, best of friend of all. Yeah. 